Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the show. This is Missing the Point with Miles David, and I am your host. Thank you for tuning back in. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you are returning, I appreciate you as always. And are y'all happy to hear my voice again? Because <laughs> I'm happy to be back in this spot recording this podcast. I know several people have asked about me and wondering what is going on why haven't i produced the episode in over a month and to answer all of those questions quite simply life has been lifing life has been happening um if you listen to like the last two episodes that i uploaded then you probably know bits and pieces of that um and i just needed some time to get back right and get back to a spot where i felt like i could be pushing out episodes and you know i don't want to bore you guys with all of that internal stuff that I have been going through in my personal life because that's not the subject of our message today (laughs) um but yeah it's it's good to be back in the saddle talking to you guys and it's not it's not easy it's not easy kind of crawling and pinching and getting yourself out of funky situations that life can sometimes put you in, but that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm attempting to do by getting back to doing things that I love, which is talking to you guys on this podcast, creating this podcast. And you know, it's, I'm a one man show. I I host, produce, edit, market, socialize, all all of that stuff with this podcast. I do it by myself for right now. And it's, it's, it's difficult to wear all those hats, juggle, juggle all of those hats and still be, here and present and available in my normal self so yes i'm back i'm back in the saddle we're gonna get this thing back on the tracks and in doing so today's episode is going to feature a really good conversation that i had via instagram live with another podcast actually that i am super proud to say that i've collaborated with i'm super proud to say that i actually listened to i'm super happy that they listened to mine and that we have developed a really nice rapport all based on our love for tennis um it really is that sport y'all if y'all haven't got hip y'all need to get hip (laughs) but yes uh me and isaac from brothers on tennis just to backtrack a tad bit about brothers on tennis brothers on tennis is a tennis-based podcast featuring two brothers not actual literal brothers but you know you know like brothers like the back of my hand is brown brothers that's you know got my fist up brothers there we go <laughs> bryce and isaac host that show excuse me bryce and isaac host that show they do so very well they have been doing so for a long time and i'm grateful that isaac was actually able to join me on instagram live to talk about some things that are going on in professional tennis and just chop it up and have our normal banter that we have you know via text or via other ways um just on instagram live and it was nice to kind of interact with the followers of the podcast and the the community that that they have built over on brothers on tennis so i'm actually going to let you guys listen to that conversation if you haven't listened to it and you want to see my sometimes funny facial reactions (laughs) it is available on the podcast instagram which of course will be in the podcast description as well as all of the links to where you can find and locate brothers on tennis the podcast so yes um i'm gonna let that play for you guys there's not gonna be a pop culture segment today or a missing the point actual section today um just because i want to let this 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 conversation flow and run and let that be that and let that be the way i start back my journey of podcasting consistently so yes 
back in the saddle and I am about to stop rambling so you guys can actually listen to what I'm talking about. Again, this is a conversation between me and Isaac of Brothers on Tennis. I hope you guys enjoy. I'll be back on the other side of this to wrap up the show and lead you guys into the next one. Okay, so enjoy. Another one for the highlight reel. We're telling your followers that you've started a live video. Yes, I have. I think this is my first time going live on Instagram. Yeah, this is the first time. Let's get it going. Hey, brothers on tennis or brother on tennis. <laughs> Let's get this request going. Hey, everybody. We're just waiting on Isaac to join so we can hop in and talk about some of the fun stuff that happened in the world of professional tennis. Hey, hey, what's up, Miles? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Am I am I am I doing okay as far as looking and you can see? Me yeah, you look. Yeah, I can see you in the box. <laughs> You're looking good. Hopefully, I'm I'm good. I'm used to my little box, so I'm used to this. So <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was on my personal Instagram and I actually ended up talking to Bryce. He he didn't okay. want to show his face. He was like, I'm not camera ready. And I was like, whatever. But I just I had to, just to see like what angle because like you know i got the text of the ring light and all that you know so i can look right. fancy you gotta look that's right we gotta we gotta look fancy for the folk now look, look half, at least act half the part you know <laughs> at least act like i feel like, like i need to yeah i'm gonna have to get my lighting right for whatever reason i changed the bulb in one of my one of my lights and now it looks like it's a little bit darker so i'm gonna have to work through that because it's it feels like there's just a little bit of a shadow going on but you know what we work can through see, that. right you know we can see pretty pretty loud and clear we can see that oh <laughs> that's that's always brother <laughs> always gotta you got, wrap you gotta your merch you gotta that's merch. right i'm not hey y'all that are just joining in this is i think i'm pretty sure this is this is my first time going on instagram live from the podcast i mean you're a pro at this, Isaac, at this point. So. <laughs> I gotta, well, I'm the one that got to catch up. <laughs> hey, brother, it's, it's, it's all good. You know, me and Bryce, we, we, we get out here and clown, as you know, because you are always out here with us. So it's, it's, just, it's just a flip. Exactly. So now you're on the camera and, you know, it's there. Oh, you hopefully, know. I mean, Bryce, I'm not taking your spot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, see, Bryce is out there. You repping. Not mad at that at all. One day I'll get my own hat and maybe I'll get like some dry fit t-shirts or something so people can go. play with the brand while they're playing tennis, you know? That, that's what's up. That's what's up right One there, day. bro. One day. So <laughs> we are here on this lovely Sunday evening. I hope everybody is having a good Sunday, has have rested well and are preparing for a prosperous Monday ahead. But me and Isaac are just going to tackle some of the things that happened this week in pro tennis and give our uh, thoughts and opinions and just have a little banter back and forth about what really was, in my opinion, probably one of the best weeks of clay court tennis I can remember in a minute. Do, do you, like do you that. feel that same way? You know, there, it was it was definitely a lot of great matchups. I mm -hmm. thought that there were a lot, you know, similar to last week, there were a couple of shocks where you just like, whoa, wasn't mm -hmm. expecting that. Um, and, and yeah, both on the ladies and the men's side, Miles. I mean, it just seemed like it was a really, really interesting week of clay court tennis. You know, this was the first time I was like, oh, Roland Garros might be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we were talking earlier about how, you know, the, the butterflies don't really start coming 
for all on girls it's like the it's out of the four super bowls we have or the four super bowls we have in our sport it's the one i'm not super excited for but this week made me be like okay there's some storylines i want to follow up until Roland Garros kind of hits us, which is almost, I think we are a solid month away at this point. You got it. Yeah, it's, it's going to start our Memorial Day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the weekend of, yeah. And it's going to be weird because, you know, we're not that far away from the last time the French Open was actually held. Right. It's only a couple, right. months, a couple months away from October. So it feels weird, but it also feels like this is the first step in the right direction of getting the calendar right compared to how crazy it was last year, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, even and, and though, I agree. Even though the French Open got pushed back a week, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It got pushed back, but it's still, of all the Grand Slams, it's the one that's happening in the shortest window, if you think about it, because mm -hmm. Wimbledon didn't happen at all last year, so it's going to be almost two years for them. Australian was still on the same timeline, mm -hmm. and the U.S. Open was relatively the same as well. So, yeah. You know, it, I was watching some some U.S. Open 2020 matches, and I don't I don't yeah. know if I was just so excited in the zone to be happy to see tennis, but those no crowds it makes a difference. The, the little bit of crowds that we've been seeing in the tournaments, you know, this past week and weekend a week before, it makes a difference. I, I was watching I was watching my who clap for a uh, Dominic team in the U.S. Open final, and it was just like <laughs> one man in a big old seat. It was just, it was just, <laughs> I was like, this is awkward. It was good tennis. I didn't realize it at the time because I was just, you know, we were happy to see the sport back. But having right. the crowd that we saw this week in um, in Belgrade and a little bit, a lot of it actually in Barcelona, yeah. we, yep. it, it makes a difference. It helps with the, the energy of the match, the ambiance, and it's just a, it's a better viewing experience. But I mean, we all we also want people to be healthy and not people people, people are at risk for coronavirus because that's not fun either. At all. No, uh, no, no, not at all. I think uh, Medvedev would agree with that. Medvedev, man, <laughs> did you see somebody else that can agree with that? Did you did you get no. this piece of breaking news? I don't know if you I didn't. heard. We're going we're gonna to break some news. All right. Andrescu tested positive. Are you serious? That's what I said when I saw oh, the, the tweet. Yep. She, pulled out of, she pulled out of Madrid because she tested positive. Okay. I saw that she wasn't participating, but I didn't get the reason why. I just kind of saw it flash across the screen, but I did mm -hmm. not realize it was because of COVID. Well, there you I have see, it. I see some eyes in the comments. Yeah. When mm -hmm. I saw it, I was like, Jesus Christ, this girl can't get away. She, she can't get away. She can't. She's just prone to stuff. <laughs> and, I, and I was, I mean, I, she, can, she can still get some feet under her because hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, she... She she said she was feeling good. <laughs> Bryce said she caught her at the court. <laughs> she must have it, it must have been it must have happened when she fell and hurt her little foot ankle combination and somebody was trying to help her up. I and I, there you go. It's it's something like that. You know. <laughs> it, just, it just seems like it's one thing after the other with her. And I know, you know, being on locker room with you guys, we've talked a, quite a bit about how in order to be a top player and be in the conversation to win these matches, you gotta be there and be healthy and sometimes it just to be seems like sometimes it seems like she got like a bug about her or something over her head it's like she just can't get right you know exactly yeah it's just she just got something going on that's just keep keeps her from being able to show up and 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 really be out there but you know i figure you know it's 2021 it's still gonna be still kind early. of a crazy year it's, it's exactly kind of early. yeah exactly so it i feel like just get her through 2021 and We'll keep our fingers crossed that she can have, you know, 
a good 2022 going forward. Maybe, you uh -huh. know, it's it's like she just needs to get a good, you know, a good year. She gets a solid base. She just needs a couple, like six months going going her way. And then we're going to see if, if if she really can produce the kind of tennis we saw in 2019 semi-consistent exactly. you know see i keep I mean, wondering if i keep wondering if bryce put that little because bryce has this claw that he has and uh -huh. he, if he put the his family got the claw and if they put that claw on you then it's it's over for you so i think bryce might be might have put some on uh address you, know, we don't, you know, don't quite know about speaking of putting on i don't know i don't know i'm trying to transition to what happened this week i don't know what yeah. what kind of prayers ash Barty was over in australia praying or what kind of what kind of energy she was she was she was using up up for herself, but she's come out the gate swinging from, from the moment she's kind of stepped foot on the court. Because didn't she win the first tournament that she played? Like uh, yeah. for Australia. Yeah. And then this week she wins her third title in Stuttgart, and <laughs> she's not on a winning streak because she did have that kind of little blip in Charleston uh, last week, week before that. But when she's on the court, she's putting together a solid performance, even if she drops a set. So I know you watched I know you watched the, the match today against Sabalenka. You can talk about that yeah. for sure, because I only caught the highlights. I gotta be honest with y'all. Oh, it's all it's all good, man. That, <laughs> it, it was it, honestly it was one of those things where it was a great kind of like first set and it was a little bit back and forth and I you know I, I, Sabalenka ended up pulling 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 a muscle in the leg, kind of a groin or something like that. And she got out of sorts because Vardy was just, if you looked at Sabalenka as the match started, you mm -hmm. would have thought she was going to win because she just came she out the, the blocks. Oh, God. I can't even remember what the Hold actual scoreline was. The MacBook pulled up. Hold yeah, on she now. did. Yeah, she won 6-3. And yeah. then it was like she came out the second set. And you know how some players are. You know, if you get broke early, you just kind of like, yeah, well, I'll just kind of throw away down, set. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like the second set was kind of throwaway and didn't she was going to try and get herself right for that third set. But what she didn't realize was that Ash Barty was like, you, I'm number one. You, you didn't give me the number one player. You, yeah, you didn't <laughs> give me the momentum. And, and you can do that to a lesser player, but you're not going to do that to me. Yeah, you can do that to came uh, out the <laughs> players you can do that to. She can do it to Contevee. <laughs> she can do it. <laughs> right. I, I mean, like Contevee. But I like she, I think Contevee played a three-setter with Sabalenka, kind of under the same lines. Like right. Sabalenka's, I know we were talking about Barty, but on the on the yeah. topic of Sabalenka, yeah, she's she's great, but even still in matches, it's like her her level is doing this. But at the same yeah. time, what could you expect if her game style is so? She just that, plays that's ball her game. Wall, she's gonna swing big or bigger. And some sometimes <laughs> I, I think I tweeted this earlier in the week. Like she makes she plays the kind of tennis <laughs> that makes you say, "Wow, <laughs> she could do it to keys." <laughs> that, yes, <laughs> yeah, Ash, Ash is too steady. But Sabalenka, Sabalenka oh. makes a, she plays the kind of tennis that makes you go, "Wow!" Either in a good yeah. way, like "Wow," oh, like, like this girl, or "Wow." Does she know where the court is? Because she can't she knock, the yeah, she she's knocking out kids in the first in the first row of the stands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's knocking them out. <laughs> Speaking of stands, didn't you didn't you like the ambiance of Stuttgart? Man, it looked, it looked professional and clean. It like that tournament always looks like that, but for some reason, because they didn't have the fans, they positioned right. the Porsches behind them. They, nicely, the cars the were nice and stuff. Yeah, it was just real smooth. They had a very nice uh, aesthetic to that. Yeah, like you said, it just looked 
it looked like a premier event for the WTA. Mm -hmm. It looked clean, bro. I I, I noticed that the first match. I was like, okay, they coming, they coming with it kind of nice. Mad at All right, because they had to kind of get themselves prepared for what a COVID a, a tournament in the middle of a pandemic was going to look like compared to some of the other tournaments that kind of had to get with the program a little quick. They had right. time to be like, okay, we can place this here and just keep our make sure like we were talking about earlier, the branding, make sure all of that is still good. Cause that's right. That's a tournament, the, the Stuttgart or the Porsche tennis or the Porsche tennis grand Prix. Porsche. That that's a tournament that the players themselves have voted consistently as like one of their favorite one premier tournaments. So exactly. Know, it was, well, it, hell, you it can't, was you nice can't, to see that tournament in the, in the, it don't hurt that you're giving away Porsches at the end either. So I'm just and saying. Then, Quiet as a just saying. I think, think Barty got two Porsches. She, well, I know she got that green one at the end. I was like, that thing kind of fly. Yeah, <laughs> that, but, that was but sweet. she won the doubles tournament too with Brady. And, and she won the doubles. Tournament. Which let's and let's talk about that, Miles. I mean, come on, Barty was like, yo, not only am I gonna come in here and snatch this title, I'm gonna get me a doubles with Jim Brady. She get out the way, checks. Bethany. She gets the <laughs> I, I feel bad. Remember, remember, it was it was a couple of months ago. I think Elise Cornet was the, was the actual WTA player that kind of started the the tremblings of is is Ash Barty the true world number one. I think I remember her like responding to a WTA tweet. She must have took that to heart because since she came to play, right. she's playing. She's winning doubles championships. Mm -hmm. She's winning singles. This is her third title of the year. And what I forgot, what I forgot about her game, and it was good to see it on clay, is how crafty she is i know she's variety me but it's something about the way her game translates to clay that i that i hadn't seen because she hadn't played a clay tournament since the french open in 2019. right right it's it's the way that she knifes that slice it, it's like watching her matches this week especially the one against um Svitolina. she had just beaten Svitolina in my no what did she play Svitolina? She did play oh, in the, really in the semis. In the semis, I believe. Yeah, it was Fidelina versus okay. Barty in the semis, and then Sabalenka versus Halep in the semis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Me That's to, right. Remind yeah. me to touch on Halep because I have some yeah. thoughts after watching that semifinal. But but gotcha. back back to Barty. There's something about her game that, for for good reason, that I can't put my finger on. Like she does everything well. You know, sometimes when a new player is kind of climbing up the ranks, you're like, oh, they play similar to so and so, or they play similar to so and so. There's a whole bunch of players that go across my head when I watch her play. Like the slice mm -hmm. reminds me a little bit of the way Inan used to work it in, and then obviously yep. Steffi Graf, the way she used to knife her slice really low. But then she has like the really modern, whippy, high bouncing forehand. Forehand, yep, heavy, it a heavy forehand. It reminds me of Kuznetsova when Kuznetsova was kind of in her in her yep. day, the way her her forehand had shape on it. You know. Yep. I it's, agree. That combination is if she if she keeps her schedule right and and doesn't like over overwork herself because you know she said she's not going back to Australia for like you know who Ten knows months, I believe they said yeah yeah I hope that doesn't mean she plays every week because that's not going to be good especially if she's no. playing doubles you know if she if she manages her schedule right it's especially if she gets onto the clay and Roland Garros and feels that champion's energy I can't see too many people um stopping her you know like that's what it kind of mm -hmm. gave me in Stuttgart although I do have to say I was I was actually on Clubhouse a night or two ago and Renee right. Stubbs randomly dropped in which is so random I was like this is Renee Stubbs <laughs> <laughs> 
but she was no comment. Us some, she was giving us some um just some background on how the differences of the Stuttgart plays and how Rome clay plays and just how perfect yeah. the French Open the French Open clay is. I don't think Stuttgart clay and like that whole atmosphere because it's inside, although it's beautiful, it's not the exact way it's gonna play at the French Open, but I do think no, no. it gives her confidence, you know? Like, okay, well, for it sure, for it sure. Fluke that I won in the French. I can play on clay. I, now I have the confidence. And these other girls that are saying that I'm not world number one in reality can shove it. That's what it, it will, that's what all yeah. of her winning gets Honestly, me. that's, I, I was about to say, and that that is, in my opinion, Miles, what really kind of, kind of, I, I feel like that was the little thing in the back of her head was the fact that she was basically being disrespected because everybody, including myself, brothers on tennis, we have all been saying Naomi Osaka is the number one player in the world. And Barty was, Barty was like, yo, hold up. <laughs> I, I got this number one and it's next to my name. Mm-hmm. And y'all must have done forgot last year because you done forgot me because I ain't been around. <laughs> true enough. But guess what? I earned that one next to my name and I'm going to show y'all exactly why I have that one next to my name. And right now, Barty is Barty's doing her business. I mean, mind you, I feel like she choked it out a bit at the Australian Open. Yeah, Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, I would agree. She choked it out, but she has been playing number one right tennis. I mean, and honestly, if you put her right now on clay against Naomi, she, she gonna she go, she go put them yeah, things on I, Naomi. Because Naomi is not as comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Still, and even by Naomi's mouth, she feels that she has to get more comfortable on the clay. Uh, you know, when you think about it, I think, I think, I think his name is Steve Flink or something. Because you know, the tennis yeah, yeah. players on yeah. my house all the time. He was right. saying about this French Open, it would be nice to see some continuity at the top of the women's game. And I think why I kind of. A lot of people say I put the um, the cape on on my back when I talk about Barty because I feel bad for the girl because of how she left off 2019 and 2020 two months yeah. into, the, into the year the pandemic started. But if you if you look at just the results on the paper, the girl doesn't have too many bad losses. Going back to 2019 no. when she won Miami for the first time, she took that mm-hmm. confidence brought it into the French Open, won that. She won the lead up to the uh, to the uh, Wimbledon at yep. Eastbourne, I believe. That made her world number one. And even after that, I know she didn't win Wimbledon or the US Open. She made two respectable fourth rounds. Yep. She lost to Be- she lost to Naomi in the final of Beijing. She won the WTA finals. That's a bomb that's a bomb season. Absolutely. She picks up in twenty twenty, wins another title, gets to the <laughs> semifinals of Australia, and then she shut down and where she's affected in Australia was it was real serious lockdown, not the kind of stuff we playing with that we in the United yeah. States. Yeah. <laughs> for some, for all of those points to still be on her on her side because of how they froze mm-hmm. the rankings, the computer says that she's been the best player for the past two seasons. It just is what it is. And she hasn't stopped the momentum. I would be right. I would kind of be more in the camp of taking more subtle jabs at her if she had came back and just kind of yeah, she was like getting that. smacked oh, up. Yeah. Exactly. She, she has a she's been doing her thing. Yeah, she has a formula that's working for her, and I can't be mad at that. And it's nice to see. I, I think I was on Twitter earlier before we hopped on here. Yeah. It's nice. A couple people were just kind of saying the same thing. It's nice to see somebody grabbing the reins. Um, even though it's, I mean, if I'm being honest, Barty doesn't have like the world's most enticing personality. Like when I when I think about like bringing the sport forward. She's not that right. kind of personality. Right. But she's winning. And I can't be mad at that. 
You, know? you can't be mad at winning, and winning is polarizing in itself. And I just feel like I, I like Ash because I just, even though she's very understated and she doesn't stay a lot and doesn't all, all she doesn't have all she that extra, if you will. <laughs> yeah, she ain't. She's just like I won. Yep, let's go. I still there's still something about her that is 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 still very. Um, I don't know. I get. I still feel like I get very energized with her. It'd be. It's different from certain players. It's kind of like she has a uh, just a very nice confidence about her, but there's a, a, there's also a very professional mm-hmm. professionalism about her that to me is very appealing. So even though she's understated, doesn't do all the histrionics or what have you, mm-hmm. I, I like her. I like that because to me, you don't have many players that are like that who are just out there getting AWs, giving love to their team, always talking about we instead of I. was I. just about to say that. I you know what I mean? In all yeah. of her post-match stuff, she always says we. And a lot of the players, like, they, you know, they'll give their, their kudos to their camps. But she says we a lot, which lets me believe that she is really of the idea that it, it takes a village to get to where she has. And I know for a while people were kind of marketing her as, like, the girl that retired and came back. But people are also forgetting that's probably why she has that perspective, you know, because she took exactly. a step back when she needed to and came back when she really wanted to develop a newer kind of appreciation for the sport. I like, I, even though like I can say, I can, I can still say she's a bit vanilla. She still <laughs> has a story that is intriguing. You know, she's yes. not completely boring. I can name some more no. boring players. Oh, I can name a whole hell of a lot more boring, boring players than Barty. Let me, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, they, they exist. So I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I mean, do I do I feel a certain type of way that like she has more weeks at number one than Venus or other players a, a, a tad bit a, a tad but I mean that's not that's just the way the ranking set up. I was know? about to say I I, I I honestly I don't because at the same time Venus still got her seven grand slams and she ain't, she ain't scared of nobody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Venus like I'll give you my, I got seven all day and the only person I'm second behind is my little sis. So you know, yeah. So Venus Don't ain't worried about that 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 up. number one. Yeah, yeah, she was number, but she got there, and that mm-hmm. to me was the whole pinnacle of it for her. Was mm-hmm. yeah, I can say I was number one in the world just because I didn't hold it for. I think she had it for eleven weeks or something like that. But regardless, she got there. So she you know, there. check that box. Check check that box. And to me, all these other women that have had you know hundreds of weeks at number mm-hmm. one, yeah, get seven get seven grand slams. Get seven grand slams. Yeah, because I mean, the, the, yeah. the closest we've seen to anybody getting close is Osaka. And, you know, she still has work to do to get even with She still got work to do. Exactly. We don't know how she's going to show up on these natural services in the next couple of weeks and months. So we'll see. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, speaking speaking of number one, I wanted to give yeah. our little our little um our little, our little shade to Mr. Joker over there. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. I, I watched the match where he lost, and I, I must have. I think I watched that match from like middle of the very first set to completion. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about that. I wish it would have had a bigger stage because that is easily, in my mind, one of the best matches on the men's side this year. Easily, Karatsev mm-hmm. came to play, and Djokovic wasn't. No matter what Djokovic might say in the in the media about how he was, I think he said something about feeling ill or getting dizzy or something like that. Surprisingly, he didn't take a medical time out in that match, unless you saw one. 
<laughs> no, I didn't. Because wasn't nothing wrong with him. He no, didn't take one because got, wasn't nothing wrong with him. He got beat. He got that's beat all it was. Square. Karatsev beat him. And that's all you can say. Karatsev went in there and was like, bitch, I ain't scared of you. Let's go. Now, Karatsev, I, I don't, I, when I was watching that second set, because, you know, the, the match did go three sets, Djokovic did do some Djokovic stuff. And he played, I want to say, like three or four amazing points in a row. Ooh, to steal to that, that second set. set. Some of those Ooh. passing shots, I was Ooh. like, as much as I don't like him, that's some, that's some good tennis. <laughs> you, you cannot take away Djokovic is a champion. Djokovic got game. And that's not to be debated. That is not to be debated at all. The, the, the boy is a champion. He is a straight-up champion. It was just on the day. He wasn't like the best I said, player. He wasn't the best player on that court. And, and that's just simple, simply put. Karasev was like, I, I, again, I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of your game. Let's roll. <laughs> and the Cavs. My Cavs <laughs> came to play. Get <laughs> off me. <laughs> he's, really, he's really inspiring as, like, just a person in general. Because, you know, I know I've, I've listened to you and Bryce say that you guys had him on, like, the beat squad for a while. Shout out to y'all for picking that. I didn't know who the hell that man was. <laughs> I was just like, who? Because, like, you know, we've been – Russian tennis has had – an eye on it for a minute now with Medvedev, Rublev, and uh, 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 Hatchinoff. You know, mm -hmm. we forget about him because he hasn't really been putting in the results. But Karasa right. said, bump all of that. I'm going to be the one that's taking the Russian flag for at least this. Because he's, I don't know if I want to say he's the second best Russian behind Medvedev. Rublev, like results-wise, Rublev is there. But I'm talking about like in form and who I would pick if they're both playing 100% their best tennis, I might go with Karatsev over Rublev. Because Karatsev's beaten Rublev this year. Well, it, it, I, I definitely would go Karatsev over Rublev because I think that Karatsev's power game is just a bit more. He has more power than Rublev off the ground. I, mm -hmm. I fully believe that. Um, and then don't get me wrong, Rublev and it's is, easy power. is live. It's, it's easy, easy power. power. Easy, easy power. And, and the one thing, Karatsev just... <laughs> He, it's just about don't, him. It's like he, he don't give a fuck. He just like, yeah, he just like, he just like, I'm out here to win, y'all. All I do is win, win, win. I ain't trying to play with y'all. Because Man. We've, seen, we've seen the guy have like this magnificent semifinal run of the major. And we can't, <laughs> we can't see him for the rest of the season or the next season. We can't, we can't, we can't see him. He's like, oh, y'all gonna bump up my rank into top 30 and I can get into these events? Cool, 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 cool. cool. I'm gonna show y'all exactly. which I've been waiting on because I was, I for one wanted to see how his game transitioned to clay and watching that Djokovic match, man, if he stays healthy, mm -hmm. I know people keep saying he's not young and, and what we've seen trending, 27 still is where you can find yourself in a prime. It's not old like it would have been in like the Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi kind of era. If he stays healthy, we got ourselves a disruptor on the tour. Cause uh, absolutely, it's almost scary. Like I find myself being like, "This is how this guy plays tennis." Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. all right. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. And then I see, I see Chad in the uh, comments. It should have been Felix. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. When Felix was up those two sets against uh, Karatsev, I was just like, "Oh, Felix went to get his first quarterfinal." I don't know what I don't know what, what flipped, but Karasev was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna take all of that energy y'all thought we had, and I'm gonna ride it out." Because he's well, he, let's ahead. talk, yeah, and let's talk about that as well. Because I'm kind of bringing up them results as well. Here's the deal, and and they and they say this a lot. 
at that level of tennis, there are only very, very small intangibles. And to me, and we, and you and I were talking about this just a little bit earlier. There is, there is a mental. Karatsev, his mental is tight. Mm -hmm. Yannick Sinner, his mental is tight. Felix, Shapovalov, they mental. There is something going on there because even when I was watching, when I was watching Felix against Shapo, I was like, he playing his countryman. Felix was on. He showed that out. Was not, that was he ugly. was like, I. That was an ugly match for Shapo because <laughs> yeah. Felix was like, he was smacking him around. Did you like see? He did, you, did you see Shapo in that? Uh, how he ended the first set? That was so oh sad. yeah, with the with the underhand, with the underhand serve, serve. I was I like, bro, the underhand what you serve, But it just looked like I was tired. Like it, it looked like I'm giving up. Behind it. It was like exactly. he just gave up. Yeah. He just gave up. And that's not I don't and, like seeing that. No, I don't either. And that was a bad look on Shapovlov, sure enough. But he tried to come back the second set. But again, Felix was having none of it. But mm -hmm. again, Felix was feeling confident. Then you get Felix in the next round. And to me, I, I was watching the match. And I'm just like, he getting mental. It just seemed like his because mental he can was hang just... with Sissy The next match was against Sissy Pods, right? Exactly. Talent, like you just looking at like how their games are built, that would be a rivalry I'm signing up to watch. But All day. Felix doesn't have, and I have to steal this this phrase I've heard from Mayor Carrillo. Felix hasn't developed fangs yet. That's the right. that's the phrase that she's used to kind of like sum up what we're talking about, like the mentality to grit out matches even when mm -hmm. your hundred percent isn't there, and just a mentality of I'm not going to lose this match based off of what I have, what I can't control. Right. Like he doesn't right. dig down, and I I can't be mad that he hasn't had that yet. He, the kid is twenty years old. Maybe yeah, he's still young. Ball off yep. should still, ball off should kind of be a little bit further, but everybody matures at a different rate. But right. I I, I want to see some more strides going in the right direction for both of those two because the talent is there. It's just that we have to be able to see it under pressure, and right. under pressure right. they we've seen them crack a little bit. Like at the, at the U.S. Open. Shapovalov should have beat Karina Busta. Like, that, that should have yeah. happened. Just based yeah. on talent, not to say that yeah. we, we do call him Busta. You, know, you guys call him Busta. But just off of talent, I would have kicked Shapovalov to win that. And he didn't because right. and of he didn't. upstairs. Because of the upstairs. Yeah. And, you're, and I see in the comments, and y'all are exactly right. I think Uncle Tony is going to help yeah. as it relates to his getting his mental right. But for me, you could see that that was that was what was happening, especially in that CC because CC Paz was just like, you know, I, I'm the man right now. I'm mm -hmm. doing this thing. My game feel good. I feel good. I ain't letting nobody press me. And he came in with that mindset and that confidence. And I think Felix felt that, and it got mental on him. And to me, he just kind of rolled over. He could have played a much better match, in my opinion. He, win or lose, he should have played a better match, in my opinion. I, I think with with regards to Uncle Tony. I'm going to give it a year. This time yeah. next year, oh, yeah. I, this, yeah. that's when I'm going to be reflective and be like, okay, what can I see different in Felix's game? Because right. he has the makings of, of a champion. He has the right kind of attitude. I just think <laughs> it's, it's just him getting in, getting to situations that he hasn't been in before and taking what he has learned from previous experiences and just being mentally there. I think he just has to be in more awkward, tight situations, and then we'll yeah. see a better champion. And he got to get that monkey off of his back when not winning the title. <laughs> yeah. I, I still believe that will happen this year. I told Bryce that in one of our earlier podcasts. I absolutely believe he will win a title this year. I, I think he won't... It, I will be absolutely surprising to me if he goes into 2022 without having won a, a title. 
because mm-hmm. he's just too good for that. Everybody no. else don't want a title. You know, Berrettini won a title. <laughs> and right? I, that's not that's not the same Berrettini. That's not the same Berrettini. But I mean, with all the other Italians, with the Yannick Center, uh, Lorenzo Musetti, even Sanego has kind of been having more upward momentum. Am I missing anybody from that? Sanego got a title too. Don't trip. Center? No. So yeah, well, Center is Italian. Well, yeah, but. But people have kind of put him on the back burner where, as if you were looking at U.S. Open 2019, he was leading yeah. the charge. And right. my head the tables have turned, except this week, he did get himself a title. We, we kind of lost track a little bit, but um, he beat Karatsev in that final, um, which, is a good, which is a good showing. His, mm-hmm. his, his route to the, to, the, to the title wasn't necessarily hard. He made, right. it, he made it harder for himself. He, he made that, uh, that match against Taro uh, Daniel. Is it Daniel? Taro Daniel. Daniel. Taro Daniel. Daniel. Terrible he made it three sets yeah. when it didn't have to be. It didn't have to right. be. But he got himself a title. He's in the winner's circle. And I think that's at least <laughs> going to give him some confidence that, like, you know, I can win. I can I can right. put I can string three or four match wins together to get myself back in that winner's circle. How do you think how do you think it's going to impact him like leading up to the French? Because I don't I think his game still is going to yield better di- dividends on a fast court like we saw at the US Open. Yeah. But he does yeah. have a heavy enough game that it, it should translate okay to the clay, if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, 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 am, I am a big Berrettini fan. I actually like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know that I see him making very deep inroads on clay. I think he got very fortunate uh, with his draw and the fact that you go up against a Karatsev who would just be Djokovic and, Winner you know, first... Life, yeah. yeah, I mean, really, it just... I, I I didn't get to see the match, you know, because you know that I think uh, they were playing the doll and CC Pass at the same time, and I was kind of kind of watching that one. But overall, though, I think that it's a great win for Berrettini to get a title on clay. But as far as what that looks like to me for his French Open chances, mm-hmm. I I just don't know that I see Berrettini as a, a. I don't know that I see quarterfinal. I see round of sixteen. <laughs> I, I really okay, do because okay. I just I just feel like there are enough players out there that can get to his backhand and that can get to his movement. He he has to be super aggressive with his serve and forehand. And to me, best three out of five on clay. I, I just feel like there are, there are enough guys out there who can who might who who might get him. I, I'll give him fourth round, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I see him making his seating. Because I believe he would be top eight seeding, but I don't know that I see him getting that at the French. I, I really don't. We were talking about Fangs, and I, I, I see Chad asked about Tiafo. You watched the mm-hmm. Tiafo match with Diego, right? Uh, that was this week, right? In Barcelona? Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes, it was. It, See, it, it, I, all, it, it all, it all, it, it blends. <laughs> it it starts blending because I just been focused on the weekend and that was earlier in the week. My bad. Yes, I did but, see but that I do, match. I do remember watching him try to close out that match. Yeah, we 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 still we 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 get in there, but we still got some work to do with Francis. Uh, Francis is very much like Felix in that mm-hmm. sense. I think mm-hmm. it's similar to how Uncle Tony needs to work on Felix's mental. Mm-hmm. I feel like Wayne Ferreira still needs to keep putting in that work with Tiafo's mental. I do mm-hmm. actually think it's it's helping. I do think yeah, Tiafo is. is playing better and doing better, mm-hmm. but it's going to take a minute for 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 him to really get over that hump and really come through in matches where he should come through. Cause in that match, he, he should have came, came through. through. He just, he should have came through. Yeah. Like, he was, yeah. he was serving for it. And he didn't even like, I mean, 
it's kind of twofold because if I say you didn't get to match point, it's like, did you really, did you really put in the effort to close it out? Or if you got to match point, it would have, would it, would it have been a choke? And watching it, I don't know if he choked or if he just was scared of the moment. But he, he I mean, a, a loss to Diego on clay is not a bad loss. But the no, way he no. kind of worked himself to being in that winning position and not to grab it, he kind of right. like let the wind get through his sails. And it was kind of like, you know, head down for, for the, the third set was like, what, a 6-1 or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. But it's like I, I would I would have liked to see him be able to reset and be like, OK, look, like, I got to that winning position against this player. Can I? I can do it again. It's in me to do it again. You know. Right. Right. What are they saying? I apparently am. I, no, I'm getting bust on because of what I said against Berrettini. So someone's like, when he make quarters and beyond, I I owe somebody an apology. Which, hey, you better know, I will always give folk they dap when they write because I'm living off my Karatsev, as is Bryce. We saw him. We knew, and we living off of that. So you're right. If Berrettini makes it. I will personally reach out and be like, yo, my bad. Give him his class. Give him his class. Because don't get me wrong. I like Berrettini. I really do. I just, I just, it's just for me, I just see him and Clay. And to me, that just does, even seeing the matches this week, again, like you said, I feel like he had an easy enough draw. I feel like had it been Djokovic against Berrettini, that would have been a much different story. Yeah. Sorry. Djokovic probably would have whooped up on him. I'm happy, Joseph. Never mind. I should say <laughs> Just watching Djokovic get beat this week with no with no with no shenanigans outside of all that yipping and yawning he was doing with the right. crowd. He just got beat, and like but, we haven't seen that in a minute. It was nice to see. <laughs> nice to but see. Well, but quietly, I'm okay with the little wolfing that he did because quietly, them them shots he hit to close out that second set, they those were nice. they they were, they were nice. ridiculous, yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, them I passes, that passing shot. That that flick, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. His back passing shot is definitely world class, and that's what's gotten him to world number one. That's so I right. can't be, he just he's just a hard guy for me to digest. That's all. It's just I get that the tennis yeah. is there. It's just when I when I think about it, I'm just like, you are, you are, you are, you are, you know. So yeah. let's let's move on to um wait we, yeah. we, we talked about Tiafo we gave a little yes. to Tiafo I think he's trending in the right direction let's before we let's let's end off on um on Barcelona and our, our, our guy Rob for doing some things let's give some love to the ladies that were in Istanbul yes. this week because we had a, a a surprise we on one hand we had a surprise final on the other hand we didn't because Mertens was there and she was the number one seed and you know. If you know anything about women's tennis, Merton's going to be in the tournament and she's going to get to the point where she got to get. Right. That's going to be that. That's going to be <laughs> it. Number one, she got to the final. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's what you get from Merton's. That's Merton's, it, right. It's, it's consistency personified. She will play most of the weeks of the year and you know right. what you're going to get. So, right. but I, she didn't I win. was surprised she lost, though. Yeah. yeah I was surprised. Kirstea got up in there and was like, I guess she got inspired and was like, hey, you know, I ain't been here for a while. So. <laughs> Let me go and get it. 13 years since her last title. Right. Some some trivia question. Well, I don't know if this is trivia. This is just me showing my WTA brain. I remember Kirstea popping on the scene, 2009 French Open. Yes. She played a really, really long, like kind of classic match against Jankovic. And Mm -hmm. at that point, which is over 10 years ago, I was like, okay, she reminded me a little bit of Ivanovic at the time, big forehand, a, a somewhat attackable backhand like you know she had the makings of a top 10 player but she mm-hmm. never 
really like took advantage of the the win she would get. She would like have a, a good win or a good couple of wins and then kind of fizzle out. She had yeah. that one run um, in Toronto, losing to Serena in the final, but she never right. really took that that energy. So I, I kind of put her as like one of those journeyman kind of players because she's 31 yeah. now. You know, I didn't think that I would ever see her in the winner's circle again. And I, you and me especially both. Especially beating somebody like Mertens, who we say is consistent, you know? So I don't exactly. know what, I don't know what kind of uh, water she was drinking in Istanbul, but it was good. <laughs> but it must have been good. Yeah, it and must I, have had the right electrolytes or something up in she's it. She's a second Romanian um, back-to-back because Patricia Maria Tig won there when it was played, like, mm-hmm. in that October kind of random last year. So yeah. whatever the Romanians got going on in Istanbul must be good. <laughs> Must be good. Something must be right. You're right. <laughs> and she did not percent all week. Crazy. To be yeah. a player that hasn't won a title in 13 years. That's not, you know, I'll, I'll take that. Hashtag inspired. Going ahead. I'll, I'll, take, that. I'll take that. And right. with all I mean, nothing else, really, <laughs> nothing else really happened in that tournament. I did catch a couple of Casaquina's uh, matches. She, yeah. she, she's another one that if yeah. she is, is, is there, she can do some disruption, especially on clay because her game use it to that she's just so yes. crafty but she has she has some put away power but she can make you stay out there all day and kind of frustrate you and frustrate you exactly mm-hmm. she'll make you overplay over hit um she definitely has that type of a frustrating game if you will but i like kazakina i think I she's, like, she's like too. i said very crafty i think she then, will definitely um, what's yeah. her face what's her face was in the semifinals Kuna Matova. Oh, Kuna Matova, yeah. So she yeah. must be drinking some good electrolyte water or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was on a she was on the, a nine match winning streak before she lost that semifinal to her state. Yep. So yep. she's another one that kind of got like some. She's building some dark horse uh, territory before the French. I don't know if I'll, I'm. She'll probably be seated for the first time at a major. I think because mm-hmm. I only put eyes on Kuna Matova for the first time in Cincinnati. Or in, when it was played in New York, she beat Pliskova, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this girl got a little, you know, she got a little razzle dazzle behind her." I didn't think that she would still be somebody in the mix, but quietly she got to the finals of Abu Dhabi, top of yep. the year, won yep. Charleston, and she does, she's in the semifinals of this event. Like, I mean, she probably been praying on that season for a, a, a little minute for now. a little while, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but she's still kind of young. I'm think I'm thinking she's like sub twenty five or something. It's just yeah, that she kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. Like I. Kuda Matova wasn't on anybody's like list. Wasn't on that radar. Yeah, but she's another one that, in my opinion, has got a lot going on right upstairs. She's mm-hmm. a good, she's a fighter and she knows how to compete and she's not afraid of getting over the finish line. I like her. I like her a lot. She's fact. not afraid. Like, I don't, I don't see her getting to like a big match with a, a big player and being afraid and being timid. She, go, she has the game where she has to hit out. Like, she got a big game. Right. And I right. think the clay gives her more time to set up for her swings and stuff like that. So, you know, we might be saying the name Kuda Martova a little bit more later in the year. We'll see. Just mine. I, would, Just I know mine. I would keep an eye out for her in the, in, the, in the Roland Garros draw if she keeps, you know, putting together wins in the next couple of weeks and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I did see behind there that they were talking about Carla Suarez Navarro oh, yes, yeah. beating cancer. Yeah. Uh, she, she's she gotten through uh, her fight exactly, her fight with, uh, with cancer. That's, that's exactly I mean, what's she up. She did that pretty quickly, too, because it, 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 it was just last year that she It seemed like last year, yeah, exactly. I like that she has, you know, uh, uh, that's, that's a blessing of itself. And I'm glad that she's going to be able, hopefully, that she's in remission now, that she can uh, end her career on her own terms. Because she said 2020 was going to be her last year. And then, you know, 
Well, now that she's cancer free, you never know. I mean, Second you know. Least. Second least. She was always That's right. She was always a player that like if she was playing her game, it was a difficult win. Unless oh, yeah. she was playing Serena. <laughs> we're not gonna bust on her on her day. Baby we either made we, it we, through. We go get that else, hand clap. Everybody out. else, she got good game with. She got good game. No, her game is awesome. I remember yeah. seeing her seeing her dragging Venus around the court left and right because she got them angles. Uh let's let's <laughs> I distinctly remember where I was in 2009 when Carla Suarez Navarro beat Venus in Australia. I was like, mm -hmm. who is this? Who is this? Dragging my queen. Exactly. Dragging my queen around the Venus sport. had won them WTA finals. And I was like, oh, we're going to get us in Australia this year. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a bad day. That was such a bad day. It was. It was. Yeah. It was, was like, a bad who, day for Venus. I was Venus. like, who is this? Who? Who? But Serena got her back for Venus, though, quietly. You said what? Serena did get uh, oh, yeah, 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 get her back for it. She got into her a couple times. Yeah. A couple different times. But, you know, shout out to But Paula again, shout, for, that's right. Make it happen, baby. We want to see you back because I, I like that young lady, and I think she's got great game. And, she's you know, she's a Spaniard, always good for Spanish tennis. Get on, get out there with, you know, with Mugu and some of the others. And, and yeah, do your thing. Who else besides Mugu? Flies the Spanish flag. I know Cerebes Tormo. Yeah, Cerebes Tormo. I think he's on the other one. Uh, not that I can really think of. Those are the only, really the only two or three that I can think of that are in the top 100. I had to look that up. I wonder I'm if sure. um, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We haven't touched on Barcelona in this. In this yeah, we kind of, we still need to give Rafa his love. That's right. We, you know, Rafa, Rafa got love. It's Clay. Rafa, Rafa. yeah. He does. It's Clay. We, we, love, and, we love Rafa, but yeah. I mean, that match today. We can, we, that match we can talk about it. that match today. I didn't know we were talking earlier. I didn't know that he could have closed out the match six four six four. Mm -hmm. I thought the, I thought the match points were like in the third set, but he six four no. six four would have been like a real. It would have it would have looked more dominant. But we got a classic out of it. I want to rewatch the whole thing for sure. Mm -hmm. It was a great match. Cece Paz got up in there and he he was playing strong, man. He was playing some good tennis. You still could see a few little, you know, remnants of the confidence issues with Rafa throughout, you know, that set mm -hmm. and and even in the third. But overall, he 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 was like, I'm gonna play y'all. And I'm in my backyard. Like, and I'm is, in my backyard. This is, this is my this is yeah. my stadium. <laughs> like it's it has my name. Just like you know, like this. <laughs> Right there. <laughs> like you can't, you, you you can't you can't do much better than that. I, it is a little weird though. I would have preferred them wait until he retired, or something. I agree. It, yeah. it does seem very weird that you would play on a court with a, someone's name who is active and still playing. That is weird. And if he loses, like, it's yeah, weird. you feel just, you feel like Djokovic. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if his name was on that court, but it's when the you tennis know, center. It's like the Novak Djokovic tennis center in in, in uh, Serbia. So I mean, you okay. know, okay, gotcha. not at least it's gotcha. not the main court. I guess I don't know. Yeah, All right. but, but yeah. I mean, did how did Rafa? Serve if, if I'm being honest with you, and not to jump all the way back mm -hmm. onto the Djokovic thing, but I actually think that was another piece of that 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 loss as well. Kratz have played well, but you also have to take into consideration that Djokovic is playing in his. You know, that's mm -hmm. his stadium. They done named it after him. And I'm pretty sure look he was a you financial get, you... contributor for the tournament, yeah. too, when it first started. Because it took a break. Like, it started in, like, 09 mm -hmm. or something. And this was the first season it came back after a long yeah. break. So you had to have imagined, had to imagine there's a lot of pressure on him. And that probably also got, you know, got in his head and contributed to that, that L that he took. 
but I'm still going to oh, give well. all that to Karatsev because you have to, you had to have somebody to go and go with take it and Karatsev took it. So anyway, not to get back on that, but oh, it well. just makes my heart happy. It does, it does. <laughs> uh, Kar and then he, that's payback for the Australia win. Like, yeah, we're good with that. And then I don't, I think we're giving, <laughs> exactly. we're giving too court. much. Novak was complaining about the court. <laughs> your court it's like, that's your court. Go do something about it. Then. <laughs> you, you help, you help build them. You help build it. <laughs> you know, he was, he was mentioning something about like not mm. wanting to play too much this season. So I'm wondering which, mm. I don't think he's going to play both Madrid and Rome. He's probably going to pick one of the two. I would think so. Yeah, I, I think that that's a little too much tennis. He needs mm -hmm. to back off if he wants to be right for, for, for Roland Garros. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Yep. Do, you, do you think Rafa will do the same thing? Like, do you think he was, he, he's going to do both Madrid and Rome? You know what? I actually think that Rafa will play them because, again, as we know, Rafa gets better with repetition and his confidence. The fact that it's been kind of a little suspect, mm -hmm. exactly. I think he wants to play more just so that his confidence is 100%. Right. <laughs> right. But Rafa wants his confidence to be 100. So I feel like, yes, he's going to play each and every clay court tournament he can so that when he gets to roll out Garros, he's back to hitting his patterns without even having to think about it. He's like, I know I can put this player in this position, and boom, I'm going to get a point. He's, he's not quite in that, in, that, in that – he doesn't have that game yet because he's not comfortable with his shots yet. And that comes with, again, that repetition. And that's why you see Rafa playing so much because he is a – he he's, he's a repetition guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, that's why he takes that – that, that clay court season and makes it what it is. He just wins and wins mm -hmm. and wins. However, I do think, because maybe I'm just, hopefully I'm not harping too much on that Rublev loss. Mm. The way his serve looked, um, that's why I asked you earlier, how did his serve And he did double fault. Like, no, he, he double faulted a, in a, a couple key points. And I think once in the tiebreaker, I believe, in that second set, if I'm not mistaken, he, still, he threw in a double fault. I'm still never going to, like, I'm banking on him to win the French, but I think he's almost, like, revving up his engine, and I think he's happy that he got this title. I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he took a loss somewhere in Roma, Madrid. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. I, I think right. it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't, like, be earth-shatteringly, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised just because he's still with... He's building. The, the, still, the age thing, I think he knows. Like, if I lose in Monte Carlo or Rome, like, that's not great. But right. the French is where I'm trying to. That's and that's what's up. What I don't want to see is him peak at at Madrid. Or <laughs> right, and then get <laughs> stolen on accident. Like those which, are great tournaments, but let Rublev yeah. win. That. Like you know, let, yeah, right. Let, 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 <laughs> let's see, let Rublev. Hell, let Karatsev. I, I think he's won Rome upwards of ten times or something like that. And Madrid something is like, like that. close to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bear up win one of them or something. Yeah, like exactly. You know, be right for be right for the fridge. <laughs> exactly. And then you get them best of five. Best of five. He's like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do yeah. this. <laughs> there is there is a there. Yeah, not too many people are going to be able to get out there and, and tackle Rafa five three out of five. I'm just even with Rublev the other day. Like I said, that was just. Rafa we thought, on a I thought day. Rublev was going to lose that match after he lost the second set. After he so, lost the second set, exactly. And had it been best three out of five, you never know. Rafa would have likely found his rhythm. So you just that serve though. That serve is a little. I've right. never seen his serve go off like that. Like never, never. It's weird. It's, weird. Yeah. it's just something to look it out was, for. 
And it wasn't like that in today's match. It, it definitely was much better. Like I said, I only think he threw in maybe a couple double faults. So, but mm-hmm. that one I remember it was key because it was right at the end of the second set tiebreak, and mm-hmm. that was not that was pretty unfortunate. But yeah, even well, he put his hands on his hips. He was. Doing- <laughs> he put his hands on his hips. He that's had to like look at the box like, what the I'm fuck. Fed. I'm yeah. like, what's going on? You know, that's, yeah, that's Rafa breaking a racket when he put his hands on his hips like, wait a minute. I don't understand. The most I've seen him do is like punch his strings, like do one of those right. or something. He don't really, yeah. he don't really do too much, but no. he, I mean, he, he showed some good emotion in the, in the highlights that I saw. So I think I, I, it's Rafa on clay. It's, it's hard to go against it. I got to see the loss to believe right. the loss with Rafa. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So exactly. What I think this week coming up is just Madrid because Madrid is almost like a two-week event, kind of like Indian Wells. I yeah, think, I, I know the women start like the middle of the week, I think I saw. I'm not mm-hmm. sure when the men start because the men have like that BMW, which, you know, uh, you were telling me Sasha is the <laughs> top seed in that tournament. I was like, wait, is he? Ooh. Is he really? Yeah, he, yeah, he's the top seed in that one. Um, uh, go ahead, Sasha. Go well, he's it's Germany. It's in his home. It's in his home court. So you know, yeah, he'll, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll get right. up on that. And then sure. there's the other one in Estoril, which is uh, Shapovalov is over there leading that one. So maybe I'm he'll get him some confidence. ATP, I'm trying to bring up this ATP 2021 calendar because you okay. know who I'm. Why I'm doing that? You know who I'm interested in seeing play tennis again? Yeah. I think yeah. you don't know the answer to this. Can you take a guess? Uh, Kyrgios. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, team? Kyrgios is low-key an exhibition player to me now. Yes, team. Yeah, I gotcha. I want to see, like, is it me or... They were kind of talking about this a little bit on Tennis Channel. He just looks a little... He looks a little disheveled. Yeah. He, he's he got some confidence issues going on right now. I think because he won the grand, a Grand Slam, now he's kind of you know, okay, what's, what, what am I in this what's for now? Goal, and what's like, my, my exactly, now. what's my purpose? And he's going through one of them phases, which, you know, it's totally fine. I mean, you know, he's a young guy and, and, and that's, that's all right. Yeah. You know, take some time to find yourself. And, you know, you, you know, we always used to bust on team because he played like 9,000 tournaments every season and you get burnt out. So rightfully so take some time. I think COVID and everything just really wrecked him. Um, you know, just the fact that you can't be as socially, you know, you know, out there as before, which I think mm-hmm. he enjoyed. And yeah, so you know, he he'll be all right. He just he just going through something. So. Some. Yeah, he'll be all right. Because I'm looking, I, I think he, I think he's still in the draw. Yeah, I'm looking at he's still in the the main draw entrance for that tournament. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to see what what the women's draw is looking like because I haven't heard that. Oh, they the- don't have that one out yet. So the women it starts actually- on April 26th. <laughs> Oh, you mean Madrid? Wait a minute. Which one? Madrid starts April 26th to May 3rd, according to this WTA calendar. And why oh. nobody knows the draw? See, WTA. See, I saw something different. So I saw they got Madrid going from April 29th to May the 8th. Uh-huh. If you go to the WTA uh, okay, site. Yeah. So and, the, and so the draw isn't out yet. So they're going to actually st- So it's, they're kind of doing it like a Miami or a... Or, uh, Indian Wells, where they start at the middle of the week, and it's basically mm-hmm. going to be a week and a half type of a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they haven't come out with the ladies' draw yet. So oh, I just you know speaking of Madrid, I yeah. just remember something I want to touch on: Halep. Yes. As much as I think of Halep as like just in the mix when it comes to winning Roland Garros, I think she'll mm-hmm. be in the mix for this Madrid tournament. Yes. Watching her lose to Sabalenka 
reminded me why I never get too hype about her because her game style can get swatted off the court by a lot of different girls. <laughs> if those girls, like, yes, she's a player yeah. that makes you work the point, but right. most of her winning has come from her legs and her defense. I still think that a lot of the girls, when their offense is on, she can get blown off that court like she did against Sabalenka. That match wasn't even Correct. close. It was no, the, the score no. line was low key too much too closer than or too much closer than what the match because Sabalenka whooped her ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and I was, I was shocked. I was because I think the commentators were like, you know, Sabalenka's a big hitter. Halep will probably have more consistency, but consistency doesn't quite cut it if the player is taking big cuts of the ball and is going in. Right. She looked like she did against Swiatek at the French last year. Just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I can't like you do just, anything. I can't do anything. Right. That's hard. I don't. I, she's a consistent yeah. player, but that that's what that's what. It's hard for me to pick her to win titles if I'm looking at players around her, like almost right. like, like remember when she lost a couple of years back to Kanepi at the U.S. Open? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another yep. player that can take the another player that can. Oh yeah, Kanepi can play. Now she <laughs> she show up and she can hit. Yes, Madison sir. So, and you're right. Too. Who's that? Madison Keys. Yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to enlist the response from Bryce, ain't you? Uh, I am. I am. I was. <laughs> See, you got to be able to hit and you got to have that mental, though. And that's where Sabalinka got that mental. Now, mind you, she didn't have it quite in the final today against mm -hmm. Barty because Barty was throwing all that variety at her and she just kind of was like, I can't, I don't know all of this. But, but yeah, against Hollow, oh, yeah, she was like, she was like, girl, you ain't got nothing for me. Uh, and she redlines and she is very good at redlining her game and just swatting yeah. shots. She is, and then the the opposite happened with Kvitova and Svitolina in that quarterfinal. Kvitova right. was, was, was handling Svitolina, but then the mental, the fact that when you play a redlining type of style like that, a mm -hmm. couple of points here and there, the consistency that that player is going to actually get a one-up on you. So I don't know. And right. then I can't, you can't bank on Svitolina either to do nothing because she'll get to a semifinal. And then she gone. Correct. That's gonna be that. That's, That's gonna, be. gonna be that. She'll get there, but then it's like, don't don't bet on her though, because I, I would hope I that you would lifting, put your coins. I don't see her lifting a big title. I don't see it no more. I mean, she did it at the end of the year at the women's year in tournament, but then I think she beat. Didn't she beat like Sloan? I think she beat Sloan in the in the championship. So, I mean, it, 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 you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's. A <laughs> Sorry. Uh huh. Sorry about that. My, my oh. thing went away. Oh, no worries, no worries. But yeah, I think that I agree with you 100% about Halep. It's, it's, she can very easily get kind of, you know, she can get pushed off her game. And, and, and to me, that, not to bring this up, because of course it's a sore spot amongst all of us, but when she played that Wimbledon, to me, that was where I feel like she stepped up. I, I know, I know, I know. But she stepped up and she was she like- She played the Wimbledon final? <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, you remember that? You remember that? Well, in the dream that we had, um, <laughs> she really stepped up. She was taking balls aggressively early. And, you know, and, and again, you know, the other player wasn't quite, quite there. Um, she, she really played one with You know, you know just research that, you know, it was a dream of mine, I believe I had, but, you know, it, it was actually wasn't even a dream. It was a nightmare. I don't, remember, I don't remember. <laughs> Can't quite put my finger on that one. Don't remember what happened that day. 
It will, yeah. But quietly, speaking of which, you know, Serena has kind of put her schedule out there. So she's mm-hmm. she's getting herself right and, and going to start playing some tournaments. So we should mm-hmm. see her very Tournament. soon. Tournament. <laughs> Tournament. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know she's not going to Strasbourg. She's playing – and she's definitely not playing the Madrid Open after right. what old boy said. Because that's right. – you know, I was, I was on Clubhouse talking to Jill Smaller. Ah, okay. And I, she just randomly popped into the club, and she was like, yeah, we just got to Nice, France, she was saying. Hmm, um, okay. So she's, I think she's trying to put in the, the, the off competition, like, miles and get herself together and then do that yep. one week of competition and just kind of see where she is, then mm-hmm. kind of go back to the drawing board. You know, I've been saying this. Hopefully, God hears me. Um, I don't know how much time we got left, so I'm going to just say this. But yeah. if, I, if I could paint it, if I could paint the picture, we sneak in 24 at Roland Garros. And then we, we, we give 25 all we got at, at, at Wimbledon. Uh, at that point, it's 25 and 26. If Serena win Roland Garros, you, you better know she's going to win Wimbledon. She's going to win the U.S. Open. Because at that point, the floodgates are open, dude. And a Serena, an unbridled Serena that ain't got no care in the world, yeah. she will beat every single person on this tour, including Osaka. I love me some Naomi Osaka. But if you get Serena without any 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 like any drama and her head is clear, she gonna wipe the floor D and I said a D floor <laughs> with them women. Y'all I better know it. She needs to swipe. She needs to get in one of these natural surface majors before Naomi finds her footing, because right. I think Naomi is gonna be a problem on, on on grass once she gets more experience. Oh yes. I still when you were, when you were saying that I still want to see a Serena at 100% and a Osaka at 100% playing each other. Because we haven't mm-hmm. seen that. No matter how many times they've played head-to-head, it's right. always been a, a flop from the other player. Like, when when Serena got her one win in Toronto, Osaka just didn't show up to that match. Really. I don't know what was going right. on, but she didn't show right. up. In Australia this year, Serena started off kind of well, but then it just it, it wasn't a pretty match. I want to see a competitive Serena Osaka match, but I might be asking for too much because Osaka looks up to her so much. Serena knows that, you know. I don't. It, it may be too you, many. Well, that you might get that at the U.S. Open though. Again, if Serena wins French and she wins Wimbledon, I would bet on Osaka being in the final against Serena. That would be to me. I. I. That would be the final. I would call if they're on the opposite sides of the draw. That mm-hmm. would be the final. I would call. It would be them two. And honestly. I would have to be leaning towards Serena at that point because, like I said, when you got a Serena that ain't got ain't got nothing holding her back, Serena is a beast. Y'all, she with didn't get twenty three for no reason with confidence. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> we'll see. She'll we'll she'll see. be having she'll be practicing and probably watching Madrid on on her little phone this week, and she definitely ain't playing it. <laughs> Jill made that clear. She's like, we're not right. giving any kind of any that tournament any kind of publicity and she's won it twice already so she can let Simone Halep have that one. There you go. <laughs> or Kiki or Kiki Burton. Or Kiki Burton. Uh, there you go. Give, give, give Kiki some love. Yeah. There you go. Let, we let, like Kiki. Let Robakina win something. Let, let, let <laughs> speaking of speaking of No. 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 The answer is no. That's right. Move on Miles. <laughs> I still root for her. I don't hate her, but she ain't. I haven't seen her do nothing that nobody draw in a minute. That's all. That's all I I would have to agree with you. Ooh, there. You know, we got a since we since we crossing our fingers. I don't know how much. I think we got maybe a couple minutes left. Maybe we got to send one up for Sloan because 
Sloan, those points that she made, I think she made either the quarterfinals or semifinals of Madrid in 2019, mm -hmm. and she made the quarterfinals of the French in 2019. Those points are still on her on her ranking. They're about oh, yeah. to fall off. Yeah, if Sloan might not points, be in the top. If those 100. points fall off, if she doesn't do better, we're looking at a Sloan outside the top 100, and yep. that's not that's not fun. It's, it's that's hard. Not a good look. It's, it's not an easy. I mean, she's done it before. She has worked her stuff up, but like to do it again. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we don't want that. We're we going to cross our that. fingers that she gets. Because, you know, we, we saw some progress in Charleston. So, mm -hmm. and the, the, mm -hmm. clay, the clay loves her game, and she loves the clay. So, we'll we'll see. Exactly. Fingers we'll crossed, see. Miles. We're going we to keep, keep Sloan in prayer. We're going to keep hope alive. <laughs> exactly. We're going to keep Sloan hope alive. We're going to still cross our fingers for Sloan. But... You guys, I think we're coming up on an hour. I appreciate every single one of you guys. I appreciate you, Isaac, and Brothers on Tennis for allowing me to share this platform and have this collaboration. Hopefully, the, hopefully it's the beginning of a couple more. Yes, and, yes. Um, thank you, Miles. Great, great stuff as always, brother. Love partnering with you. Thank you. You know, I appreciate it. You guys are part of the reason why I started my own platform. So I got I to gotta show love when it's shown to me. B-O-T, Brothers <laughs> on Tennis. <laughs> All right, you guys, you see what I was talking about. Me and Isaac can talk about it, run it, and just conversate, even though that's not a word. <laughs> but we can conversate for a minute, and I love it. This is what I wanted when I signed up to, not signed up, but this is what I wanted when I envisioned starting my own podcast, collaborating with other people, talking about dope stuff, and Brothers on Tennis are definitely talking about dope stuff when, it regards to, when in regards to tennis. So... Yeah, congrats to the champions in Barcelona and Rafael Nadal and Stuttgart, Ash Barty, and other people we talked about. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm listening to that back has put me in a really great mood. Um, but yes, that's the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much. Uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. If you are enjoying what you're listening to, make sure you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That always helps the show out and gets it out to more people so that more people can enjoy and we can grow this community the best way that we can. Um, also, make sure to follow the podcast on all socials at Missing Point Pod. That is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse now. Um, what else I got for you guys before I sign out? Um, oh yes. So the, the current trend of events is the tour stops in Madrid, which is a WTA 1000 and an ATP masters 1000 event. One of the biggest events on the schedule in Madrid, Spain is happening right now. I will check back in, um, a little later on in the week to tell you guys who's playing, who looks in, who's looking good, who's been knocked out. Cause they ain't been looking so good. And, um, just, you know, do a general check-in of some other stuff that's going on outside of tennis. And, um, you know, like I said, getting back in the swing of things, getting back in the saddle. So that actually might be the name of this podcast, Back in the Saddle, Brothers on Tennis. That's a good one. Bookmark that. <laughs> All right, y'all. I appreciate the support, you guys. I appreciate you guys for checking on me. I am good. I am back. And we're going to keep this train rolling, okay? Um you guys be good to yourselves. I'm being good to myself. I will catch you guys in the next episode. This has been fun. This is Miles David. I'm signing out. I will talk to you guys later. Take care. <laughs>